Hello there, Darla Delane here, founder of She CEO. And today sounds like a puzzle. The problem is that it's a problem. That's the topic today. <laughs> so a problem is a problem. If something is lost, then it is lost. If you think it is, then it is. You do speak the, I'm do, doing air quotes, you can't see, truth. Your words have energetic truth. They have alignment with what you're really thinking about what you just said. This is super important. This is kind of the, the whole tweak from the original secret that came out about the law of attraction. You know, if you just say, I want a bicycle enough times, then all of a sudden you're going to have a bicycle, right? Like that's, that's what the original secret said. You just got to say it enough to let it in. Well, what we now know is a little bit more about what we're saying and that it has this energetic truth to it that is completely aligned to what you really, really think about what you just said. So we forget sometimes, well, let me say often, <laughs> that we are the ones designing our life. And that's not to put any guilt or, or shame or anything like that on what's occurred in your life. It's not, a, it's not a judgment of what's happening in your life. It is, in fact, a fact in that creating the manifestations of our conditions is what we do. It's what we get to do. It's why there is free will. It is you are free enough to create the conditions that you that may not be comfortable. Uh, that is your choice. You do have free choice in that. And you are supported by the whole way this system is set up by universe. You're supported by the more of the high vibration love appreciation energy, the more you get of that. You're also supported by the more of the low vibration energy, the low vibe feelings, you get more of that. And, and the awesome part of that is it's not a secret. You're very well aware of how you feel about something, at least subconsciously. Sometimes we ignore it right? And that is where a major shift can occur that actually really makes change. So we forget that we're the ones designing our life. We're creating these manifestations of the conditions you see through the momentum of energy that we put out towards what we are paying attention to, right? So there, there sometimes is a little more comfort in a blaming of a situation or a blaming of another person, um, there doesn't need to be blame because there does not need to be guilt. There's no reason to feel guilty that the situation you're is, is in is maybe something you don't want. It, it's just, it just is. I highly recommend the reading of Loving What Is by Byron Katie if you've not read that book. It is so awesome in that it is, it shows the insanity around trying to 
make something different that's not, or make yourself feel bad about something that is there. It just does, it's, you know, this total waste of time. It's not, it doesn't serve you at all, right? So let's say that you have some financial condition or a health condition or a relationship condition or something going on. And to think that you were participating in the creation of it might have you feel guilty about that. And there's no, it's not necessary. It's only an awareness of, oh, that's just where my energy was, that that was what was the path of least resistance to what I wanted. Like that's all that is. It is a widening of that path of least resistance, right? So there's this comfort in thinking that it's not your quote unquote fault. It's not a fault. It just is the way it is, which is the great news. That means you do have control over, you do have control over some of the, what I want to say, designing of condition, but what you really have control over is how you feel about the condition. What you really have control over is what meanings you're putting on things. What you really have control over is your perception. That's what really makes something a quote unquote good thing or a bad thing is how you perceive it. So you could be in a tent camping with your family, having to dig a hole to go to the bathroom and getting water from the river and think it's all awesome. Because you put the meaning in, oh, this is temporary and I have a house that I go live in. But if you're living in a tent by the river and you're having to go to the bathroom outside and you're having to forage for food, you might not think it's awesome if you look at the situation as being one of lack rather than one of abundance. The same situation, camping, can be looked at it either way. And remembering that the more attention we give to what we're looking at, aware of, the more it, that thing, grows, right? <clears throat> so this means that when we take our mind, what we think, all those neural pathways that we put in about our experiences and our perceptions, we take that and we add to it the path of least resistance that has accumulated through the emotion that we have about it. This is how everything you experience comes to be. What we feel and think about it, we then take action on from that. That lets the path of resistance know whether to be wide, to allow a lot of different choices in or to be very small. So there's only a couple of ways that it can happen. In the end, it is giving you something. I used to have had several chronic issues during my life. I had migraines at one point. I had a surgery with an injury where there was chronic pain. And I was already aware of this, these truths. And in that time, I would sometimes feel guilty. Like, why would I do this to myself? Why would I hurt myself? Like, that doesn't make sense. And I would disregard how that could happen. After I would be out of it, and you guys can probably all come up with some something for every single <clears throat> awful thing you've been through. After I come out of it, then I see what it really was that I had wanted and why I didn't think I could have it in the way that I wanted to have it. So a lot of times for me, it was rest. 
and it was a forced rest that I didn't have to feel quote unquote guilty about because I couldn't help it because I wasn't allowing myself to rest. So one of the first things I did after this happened for like the third time was begin to not only allow, but mandate rest for myself. And I have not had another chronic physical thing for my body. My body just reacted in that way. Other people's bodies, you know, your body reacts however you think your body's going to react. So it's different for different people. But for me, I could see that if I would, <coughs> excuse me, loosen the resistance around the, what I thought about resting, if I would break that meaning off, if I would say that rest means that I'm taking care of myself and I can be a better mother, then that widens the path of resistance to getting rest. Now there's all kinds of opportunities for rest that don't have to be coming in through this tiny little only way I'll let it happen, right? <clears throat> so when we talk about this, we're talking about this path of least resistance. We've, we've heard it a lot. We talk about it a lot, but let's talk about resistance, what that really is. So what are you used to having happen? What has happened over and over and over again so that it, your brain, your mind supports more of you doing that and your energetic attention to it in that way is very wide path of very little resistance. So when you've done something over and over again, that's why when you'll, you'll see a lot of times that like uh, millionaires, billionaires, people in big business might uh, have some deal, they took a risk on a deal and it didn't go well, and so they may have lost everything, but they don't fret about it because they've made millions before. They're, it's easy for them because their mind allows it. We all have those, those, um, you know, the ceiling, the, the floor on which we kind of don't go below that. Like if you've gotten to a certain point, you've gotten to that certain point many times. So if something happens and it looks like you're not, you can easily pop back to where that is and, and, and be fine about it because your brain is not going to fight against you. You don't have fear of being there. It has released all the fear of being there because you've done it over and over again. And we find in our lives, there are situations that if we really looked at them are not what we desire at all, but yet we go back and do it again and again and again, because there's no fear in it, even though it's not what we want, because our brain will bring us back to taking that action over and over again, easily. It doesn't stop us. It's you know, people that are in the, um, those extreme sports, you know, sometimes people that aren't into that can look at that and be like, how are they doing that? You know, oh my God, I'd be so scared. Well, I'm sure the first several times they did it, they were. And then after many times, their brain wasn't making them afraid anymore. And so they're able to just do these things that are really high risk without, without it bother them. That's what we talk about when we begin to take big leaps, a lot of them. And we take the action, not just think about the big leap, but actually take the action of the big leap. And we do that more and more, then it's easier to take those big leaps. And now you've made quantum progress. You're not having to work harder, right? Over massive, massive action over a long period of time. And if you do something new for the first time, even if 
anybody else looking at it looks like it's easy, you will have resistance. Just think about trying new foods. If it's not related to anything you've eaten before, your brain will give you resistance to it, right? That's a simple one, eating new foods. Maybe it is, there's a new style of fashion that comes out and you've not ever worn this before. Uh, you think it looks really cool on other people, but you will have some hesitancy in trying it on if you don't usually wear new fashions, like new things that come out. If you've worn the same things forever, then you go in and like, let's say you've always worn, you know, dresses. You've worn dresses, always worn dresses. And there are these cute pants and you really want to try them. There will be some nervousness in trying the pants on. And it's not because it's scary to put a pair of pants on in a dressing room. It is because your brain says, this is new. I'm not really sure about this. It will put up resistance. <coughs> first time I'm laughing because I'm, so the first time I went to Disney World, um, my children were, oh gosh, they were one and nine. And um, my ex had lived in Florida. So he'd gone his whole life all the times and he wanted to take the kids. And I was like, I'd never been. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm not gonna spend that much money you know, taking them. He's too little. I came up with all kinds of reasons not to. All kinds of reasons. He just kept persisting. You are going to love it. I promise you. You're going to love it. I promise you. I did not believe him, but I was like, you know what? It's a vacation. At least my older son will like it. I'll just have to deal with the baby. And so I planned that thing out. I did research. I did the whole thing. I was still very reticent before we got there. Needless to say, it was changed my life in this awesome way. And we ended up going 24 times in the next 12 years uh, because it became such an awesome thing to me. And now it just is hysterical to me when I think about the fact that I even questioned it and didn't pack my suitcase the minute he said it. But it was only because it was new. So anything new you try, you don't have to give yourself a hard time because you're nervous about it. Of course you're nervous about it. Your brain is going to be nervous about it. You haven't done it. That's why those things you really want to do, if you will do them and do them and do them. So you take a big leap. If you wait a long time before you take a big leap again, it's gonna, you're going to be nervous again. But if you take a big leap and then take another one and then take another one, now the next one is going to be so much easier. This is how you get yourself to really doing those things that look like they were scary. There's less resistance, right? The second thing about resistance is it literally, it doesn't mean stop necessarily. It doesn't mean that there's a gate. And I've been saying that a lot. What it really means, resistance is really pushing back. If, if, if you're at a personal trainer and they say, give me some resistance, they don't mean just stand there. They may push against it push against it. That's what resistance is. It's not just saying no. It's saying, hell no. It is pushing against it. That's what, so a path of the least amount, it's not the path of the least amount of what you will let in, which is really what I've been saying. It's literally the path of the least amount of you pushing it away that can get in. It is literally you saying no to this thing you really want. That's what resistance is. That's how, that's how important watching what you're saying, watching how you're saying it, how you feel about it. That's why it's so important to notice it 
because that's your signal on how much you're pushing, how much you're saying no to something that you're sitting there saying yes to. Your heart wants it, your soul wants it, and your brain is going, not happening. Not only is it not happening, I'm going to push it away. I want it to go the other direction. Let's push it away from what you want. So it's not just not going towards what you want. It is pushing it away from what you want. This all happens through the vibration of energy. So every low vibe, we'll call it low vibe, fear energy, that is that we've talked about this line of neutral emotion. Any emotion that is below that line, bored all the way to helpless, has a lower vibration, literally has a lower vibration. When they test it, it has a lower vibration, okay? It's a lower vibration energy. Every one of these fear energy thoughts, if not corrected immediately, leads to a fear energy emotion. So it's, it's a little difficult to correct the thought before the emotion hits, but when you get really masterful at this, you will begin to do that. And now you're not even having to feel the bad feeling, which is super awesome. But you've got to be incredibly aware of thoughts at that time. But let's just take it that, that we're just where we are. And so every low vibe fear energy thought, so the thought has an energy, right? You don't, when you, when you have a thought, it doesn't come out in letters from your brain. It's an energy wave. Those words are coming to you through an energy wave in your brain, right? So this low vibe energy thought leads to a low vibe fear energy emotion. Now's your opportunity. But if we don't stop it there, if we feel yucky, we feel low vibe, feel low energy, anything from bored to helpless, if we don't change that, we will then for sure lead to a low energy action. Now the action may be saying something, it may be doing something, it may be avoiding something, whatever, you're going to take an action based on the low fear vibration, right? And Every low fear vibration action, conscious or subconscious, has no resistance to letting the fear in in some manifested way. So you take this fear action, then you are moving away from what you want in a way that's even bigger than just having the thought or the feeling. You've now moved physically away from what you want. And now your path is only open to these low vibe, low energy responses, conditions, things that could happen. Because that's where you are. The same goes, though, for a love appreciation we'll call high vibe energy. So when you're in that content up to ecstatic, right? Anytime you're in that energy, if you have a thought that you relate a high vibe energy to, 
then you will have a high vibe emotion when you think about it. We all have a person or a place or a thing that when we just think about it, makes us super happy. You guys all know, I have my new little grandson who I am so, so blessed to be living with right now. And just thinking about him makes me super happy. And then I take an action usually is to go see if he's, you know, down upstairs so I could go see him, you know, something like that. I'll take an action to be around him so I get even more high vibe. And then I can go do whatever I want because it is so high vibe. So I have this high vibe thought, I think of him, then I have this high vibe emotion, and then I will take action from a high vibe space. So I have no resistance to allowing that high vibe stuff in, in some manifested way, because that's my path is super open. There's not much resistance now to allowing, I'm moving towards what you want. The high vibe energy moves towards what you want. The low vibe moves away, shuts it down. So if you want something in a high vibe energy, so you, you want something, you know there's something you want and it makes you feel really great thinking about it. And you have a thought about that thing or subject that is running like a program. If that thought is low vibe about this high vibe thing you want, it will push back every time that thought or emotion goes low vibe. It stops it. So this thought leads to emotion, leads to an action path. So when you think something is, here's the third one, when you think something is blank, <laughs> whatever that is, whatever you think of it, that gives off an energy when it has this emotion with that same energy, it multiplies the power of that energy around it. So you have a thought that gives off a certain energy. You now have an emotion with that same energy. It multiplies the power of the energy behind it, whatever that is. Then the action of it, at least speaking it out loud to someone exponentially multiplies that energy. So if we, we have the thought, it feels a certain way. We have a thought, it's got an energy behind it. It feels a certain way, that expands the energy because now we've been thinking about it for a little bit. And then now we say it in that energy. Now it's even more of that. So now. It's the energy behind the words that's what's translated, not the words itself. So let's keep that in mind. Let's think about what that means. The energy behind the words that are translated, not the words itself. However, certain words have certain meanings for us, and that energy is translated, right? <clears throat> but let's, let's, let me give you an example. If I say I want money in different emotions, it has different manifestation outcomes. It has different conditional outcomes based on the energy I'm saying it with, what I really feel, what I really think, what I really believe, right, underneath, based on the energy, not the words. 
that's why we investigate further, well, what does that mean whenever we can feel that energy being below the line? Because now we're going to know what it's going to be bringing to us. Is it going to bring what we don't want or is it going to bring what we do want? So let's, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I'm going to say, I want my, use my acting skills here. I'm going to say, I want money in a couple of different, with a couple of different emotions behind it. I want money. That is a decision. I had decided I want money. So that has this clarity behind it. It has a knowing behind it. It has an expectation that it's happened behind it, very above the line. If I say, I want money, this excited realization that I really do want money and that's okay and it's awesome, that has an even higher one. Okay? If I say, oh yeah, I want money, in this eager anticipation of it coming, that solidifies knowing. I already, I, I clarify the decision. I know it's on its way. I'm allowing it in and everything I can. That has a very high vibration behind it that widens that path. There's not much resistance at all. Now it can come through. If I say, I want money in a very kind of calm, way you know matter of fact calm way it will allow it but will it allow it through as much as that eager anticipation will no the eager anticipation's got a wider path doesn't it even less resistance and you can feel it in your body sometimes we meet people and we're like i'm going to be friends with them we're going to work together I'm going to marry them. We're going to date. I want to go have a glass of wine with her. You know, it's like you have that feeling right when you see them. You know the different emotions of things when you look at it. What if we did I want money the other way? If I said below the line. When we do it below the line, we're saying I want money, but I think this, so I'm not going to have it. The rest of the sentence isn't being said. When we say, I want money above the line, we're saying, I want money because I've decided I want it and I know it's happening. I want money because I'm super excited. I can't wait to see how it's going to get here. It's so exciting to have. When you say, I want money below the line, you're adding that gigantic but. The big but happens then. I want money, but I'm concerned that what we're doing right now might not bring it in. I want money, but I'm worried that I'm going to do this or this or this, and then it's not going to happen. I want money, but everything I'm doing is not working. I want money, and I've been working my tail off, and I've been doing everything I'm supposed to do, and it is not coming. I do not see it anywhere. I want money or else what's going to happen to me? The whole family, what is going to happen to us? And then there's goes all the way down. So you could hear the emotion in what comes after the butt. That's what you really think about. I want money. And you're not fooling energy. You're not fooling yourself. You know exactly how you're feeling when you say it. So it is this 
energy behind it. So if I say I have a problem and I leave it there, then I do. That problem has a meaning with an energy behind it. I have a problem. Instead of, ooh, I noticed I don't feel really good about this. Let me investigate. You don't, there's no, it's not necessary to ever have a problem. Because if you have a problem, you're just making the problem bigger. And it's not, I'm going to look for a solution either. That's how. <laughs> so it's not that. It's matter of fact, try to get neutral. Oh, this is happening. Oh, I don't feel really great about that. That wasn't what I expected. Okay, let's investigate. I'm curious. Investigate. Neutral. Now, is it a problem? No. It's not a problem. It just is a thing. It, it just is what it is. And I know what to do to make it better. And I'm going to go feel better and then come back and look at it. So that energy is this meaning that's behind it, the subconscious usually meaning. If I don't see blank, then you won't see it. I don't see money in my account. Then you won't see money in your account. I don't see my earring in my jewelry box. Then you won't. Because your brain is saying, and you're feeling bad about that, your brain is saying, oh, don't let her see it. I have had this happen so many times, especially with earrings. I'll say, oh, I've got the one silver hoop. I'm looking for the other one. I can't, and I'm saying out loud, I can't find it. Where is it? It's not here. It's not here. It's not here. I don't see it. So I walk away, whatever, forget about it. Another day I look and there it was. It was literally sitting right next to it. My brain helped me have what I wanted. It had no resistance to me not seeing it. It was fine. Well, we'll don't see it then. That was easy for my brain to do. The fear stuff is easy for your brain to help you with. The, the, the above line stuff is easy too if we are really working on it. We've got to take away those fear pieces. So this, it's not here, where is it, what's wrong, what if it doesn't come, all of that, you have just slowed down your train, you have brought it to a stop, and you have started it going away from what you want. So in anything and everything you're doing, in anything and everything, when your awareness doesn't see something that you know that you wanted there, that's a moment for you to change the energy so you don't add to the fact that you don't see it. I don't see it. I know it's here. Let me look. Oh, I don't see it right now. Oh, I know it's here. I'll look over here for it. I've started saying that. I go to the jewelry box. I don't see it. And I say, oh, where's the silver? And I say, I know it's in here somewhere. I'm just going to let it show itself. And I'll just kind of relax. And sure enough, my eyes will focus on it. I, have, I, I, don't, I just don't really do that anymore. I just can't, it, I, I don't ever not see my earrings. I always see them now. And it used to be a constant thing for me. Let me look. Let me look. Let me just see. And then let it go. Move along. 
having a meaning is a hmm it's on its way so it is to this letting go so how do you get the results you want how do you when you notice a problem not make it a problem how do you actually help yourself have more of what you want rather than literally push back against it number one listen to the words you are saying if you use those literal words that are below the line words i'm going to guarantee you you're in low vibe I had, I had a client say that to me the other day. She was like, well, I'm concerned I'm not going to get the clients. I was like, you know, well, then you're not. So how can we reframe? Do you want them? You know, back to, yeah, what's it going to feel like when you get them? Oh, yeah. And to reframe all the way back around because just the words. And we're not, we don't notice all the time that we're doing that. So that would be number one. Notice the words you're saying. Whether it's a high vibe word, a low vibe word, notice what you're saying. Look at when and if you'll get it thinking that way. Well, if I, if I am worried about it, when am, when am I going to get that? How am I going to get that? Well, that's, I've stopped it. I just slowed it down. Number two, and I've said this probably almost every, every week, <laughs> notice how you feel. <clears throat> notice how you feel about that subject. Feeling it along the way. That's why just saying affirmations that you don't think are true don't get you there. You're just building up what you already believe. So notice how you feel about the subject and get to a space where you do feel good about it. And how do you do that? Number three, investigate the low vibe. Investigate the low vibe. You're looking for the meaning if it's a low vibe. Then. Choose a high vibe one that you would rather have. And number four, <clears throat> if you do notice a high vibe, expand it. Make it bigger. Just like a low vibe can get bigger if you focus on it. <clears throat> excuse me. A high vibe can get bigger when you focus on it. So if you're noticing you're feeling pretty good about something you don't usually, be like, yeah. And then I could do this and then it would be like that. And then I would be able, and that would be so fun. And I would expand it. Number one, listen to the words you're saying. They will tell you. Number two, notice how you feel about the subject, the feeling, feeling that way. Notice the feeling below the line. Like stop what you're doing immediately. We, we just kind of push through. Uh, you know, I mean, I just, if I'll just do this, I'll feel better. No, you will not. You will get a moment's relief and feel worse. It is that noticing how you feel that lets you know, if I'm above the line, I can keep moving forward. If not, stop. You are not going towards what you want. Number three, investigate that low vibe for a meaning and then choose a high one. And number four, expand those high vibes. It is, it can be a really <clears throat> touchy, sensitive thing sometimes. 
talking with other people and saying that we create our world, looking at how some people are suffering and not wanting to say and put any guilt on them about that, you know, they created it. They did not create that condition like it's occurring, but how they were feeling in the past, that was the only thing that could get in. That was the only thing that could get through that was in their vicinity, right? And so knowing that we can just allows us to widen that for us. People see us feeling better, doing better. They'll ask, how are you doing that? One person that's open to hearing, it changes their life. And then it changes the life of people around us. And that is the age that we are in right now. We're in the age of not pushing through massive negative action, banging it out, hustling all day, working harder, taking longer, only the tough win kind of, no, we're done. We have walked through the portal. We are complete with that. And we are moving forward in a time of love and understanding. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, Age of Aquarius song, harmony and understanding, love abounding, this magical golden vibe energy life that is available for us now, not just when we're done here, but while we're here as well. And this is, this is school on this. This is your, this is your practice. This is your homework, right? To go out and apply into the world to you, making only you feel better, have more of what you want. And in just doing that for yourself, it affects everyone around you. Until next time, this is Starla Delane for CEO.